I was in a meeting, probably a lab meeting or something like that, and I got an email from a professor in my department that was just forwarding a flyer about vaccine trials entering their first stage, a call for volunteers. I don't remember exactly what was going on in the meeting, but I know that I just like shut the window and went to respond to the email right away and get my name at the top of the list. My name is Sophie Tintori. I'm a research scientist. I'm currently a postdoc a researcher at New York University. We all have DNA in all of our cells and that DNA does get broken sometimes and we have machinery in our cells to fix the broken DNA. I'm looking at worms which share a lot of these DNA fixing machines with us to see how that machinery varies from worm to worm and try to understand if that has anything to do with how our ability to fix DNA changes from human to human. I have a lot of friends who do medical studies often and have sort of desensitized me to the idea of signing up to let some scientists do something that's inherently sort of mysterious and unknown to your body. At the very beginning of the coronavirus in April, it was clear that it was completely out of control, especially in New York. I knew it would be a really long time until vaccines were available. If there was a way that they were going to be testing a lot of people and those people were going to get vaccinated early, very selfishly, I just wanted to be in that pool of people. And I also know that they want to cover a lot of different demographics. And so at certain stages, they need people who are very healthy and probably low risk. It feels a little selfish to be like, I want to be first in line for that. But also there's some assuredness that people that are actually at high risk are in a different bracket than me. It is 10.30 a.m. on Friday, July 31st. I'm at the corner of 30th Street and 1st Avenue in New York at the NYU Langone Medical Center. And hopefully I'm gonna get my first shot in the uh, COVID vaccine trial that I'm enrolled in. I came once back in March when I was briefly enrolled in the phase one trial. I knew that they were speeding things along because of the urgency of the pandemic and I asked if they had finished all their animal studies and they said, no, not yet. And so I left and said, um, please call me back for phase two. I don't know what happened to phase two, but now it's phase three. Hopefully today I'll get either the placebo or 30 micrograms of the vaccine. I'm putting my mask on and heading in. Hi. Yeah, I'm going up to the clinical trial on the 12th floor, Schwartz okay. Elevator. Good, how are you doing? Are you here for the vaccine trial? Yes. Yeah. All right, my name is Sarah. Nice um, I just have three preliminary questions for you. So one, have you traveled outside the United States in the last 14 days? No. Have you had a fever with a cough over the last 14 days? No. A fever with a rash over the last 14 days? No. All right, then you're all good to go. Okay. Um, okay, so they just did a little physical examination, poked around in my guts a little bit, and did a COVID nasal swab. They drew a bunch of blood. 50% chance it's a placebo. 
maybe I'll just think about that while they're injecting whatever it is into my arm and worry about the rest later. This is very <clears throat> strange decision-making process. I think the only thing left to do is get the shot. So they made me turn the recorder off. But then it was just, you know, a, a quick jab. Kind of dull, slightly burny, kind of hurts a little more than you expect, but still doesn't really hurt that much. Most vaccines are weakened or dead versions of the actual virus. And you get injected with some amount of that. So then your body is sort of primed to recognize and clear out anything that kind of matches that shape. And so if you come in contact with the actual virus later on, your body is already several steps ahead in the sort of arms race of clearing the virus out before the virus has time to get into your cells and make lots of copies of themselves. So the thing that's new about the mRNA vaccine, which is the type of technology that the Pfizer trial is testing, and which I signed up for, is that instead of injecting a dead version or weakened version of the virus, they're just injecting a, a small piece of genetic material that shows your body how to make a tiny fragment of the virus that your body will still recognize the same way that it would recognize the full virus. So your body, it'll recognize that piece and it'll clear it out of your system and will sort of mount this immune response that then primes it to recognize the real thing later if it ever sees it. And because it's a completely synthetic part of the virus, there's no way you can get coronavirus from it. I'm back on First Avenue at the NYU Langone Medical Center. It is 8.30 on August 19th, and I'm about to head in for my second shot in the vaccine COVID trial. Good, how are you doing? Good. Any symptoms at all? None. Things are moving a lot quicker today. They, I guess, wanted to talk about any of the symptoms that I had put into the symptom tracker the week after the first shot. Woke up with a headache a couple of days, a little bit of an upset stomach. And this is all stuff that is not outside of the range of what I could do to myself just by being anxious about having gotten a mysterious shot. But yeah, they had a lot of questions about like why, <laughs> why I was experiencing headaches for a couple of mornings and stuff. As a researcher, I know the feeling of having very high expectations for beautiful data when a project starts. And then once the data start rolling in, just deeply wanting to be able to explain things away <laughs> immediately. And it's, you know, it's why everything's double blind and it's why I don't use humans at all. As with every other part of this study, it's really interesting to see the clinical mirror world of my own experiences of doing experiments on worms. And if you can expose that left shoulder. Okay, one, two, three. Right. Banding. Okay, I'm done with uh, both shots. 
If there are any side effects, they're supposed to be a little bit worse after the second shot. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't, I don't even feel it right now. I think last time I felt it after the shot, but you know, I had that sort of dead arm feeling, but I don't even have that now. So it is the day after my second shot. In the case of getting these vaccines, that night and the next day, they ask you all of these questions like, do you have chills? Or are you fatigued? Or do you have a headache? Um, or are you experiencing any muscle pain? And those are all things that I will very clearly say yes to, but I, I have no idea if they're because of the vaccine or not. So last night was the night that I would, you know, if I was going to have symptoms, that, that would be the most extreme uh, time for them. And I definitely got kind of warm and also felt very cold. Also, I was, you know, in New England in, on a late August night and it just felt chilly to me. I don't know if you have to be like shaking for it to be chills properly. I guess last night and this morning I was having a funny headache that I'm not used to. That could be vaccine related. I would get like sharp pangs of pain on one point on the type top right corner of my head and one point in my neck and sort of my like armpit and upper left chest area, which is the side I got the shot on. That seems unusual, I guess. I don't know. I kind of feel like I got the real vaccine like the armpit pain that's a that's a that's a weird one i don't think i would make that up psychosomatically either am i fatigued yeah i'm definitely fatigued but i think it's like uh 2020 and we're all pretty fatigued there's so many vaccines that are under development right now and they're all being tested simultaneously and a lot of them have already gone into full production. If they work at all, they're gonna go out on the market first, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be the best ones. Um, and I'm just very curious to see, you know, at the end of the day, which kind of groups of people are gonna be getting which vaccines at what time and why, who's a priority for just getting one quickly versus who's gonna kind of end up getting the second or third run vaccines, which actually might end up being the best ones. We're gonna get so many vaccines. It's not just a, once a vaccine is approved, then the story is finished.